Hello and welcome to the Four Generations of Friends podcast. Today's topic is somewhat of a sensitive one, a little trigger warning. So if you're uncomfortable hearing about body image and eating disorders, you might want to skip this week's podcast and tune back in for another uh, lighter topic next week. I'm Jen. I'm Farron. I'm Susie. And I'm Kimmy. And we are going to talk about body image today. Let's just start by talking about when you first became aware of body image and, and aware of your own body and how you felt about yourself. Um, so I can remember in fifth grade, I had on, we were doing a recital and we were in our classroom and I had on white tights and some kids said, you have really fat legs. And I think that's when I first pretty much thought about my weight at that time. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And I became, I was more concerned about my boobs because by the time I was in fourth grade, I had a B almost C cup and the boys were all looking at them all the time. So that really made me self-conscious. Um, and I know that there was a girl that actually was in my class that had bigger boobs than I did. And they actually, what you would say now is actually physically assaulted her. They would chase her around the playground and, you know, pull her shirt up and stuff, which at the time, nobody did anything about. This might sound kind of crazy, but I remember the first time that I ever thought about like my body and weight and stuff was in fourth grade. So in third, every year they weighed you and measured you in the nurse's office. Oh yeah. And I was always an incredibly teeny tiny kid. Like everybody would comment all the time about how skinny I was. And I was like a little toothpick. And from third grade, I was 56 pounds. And when I started fourth grade, I was 78 pounds. And I remember the number just being so much bigger. But I had grown, you know, a few inches, but I never took that into consideration. I just remember, like, thinking, oh, my gosh, like, that number is so much bigger than the number the year before. And that was, like, probably the first time that that was ever on my radar. So I guess I'm not sure when I really started thinking about it. I was – I remember being maybe a bit self-conscious when I was in grade school because I was – painfully thin and just uh, awkward and clumsy and kind of gangly. But um, I didn't really think about it as being part of who I was until I was maybe in middle school. Yeah, in middle school is when I'll kind of hit the fan and you start comparing. And when I started comparing myself to... All the other girls. Right. And, and, I, and, and I was always taller, and they finally caught up, but it still yeah. was awkward. I, I was always taller than everybody for a while, but I liked it. But I, I think one thing that really stands out to me, in like thinking about it now, because um, I was always, like you, Susie, I was incredibly skinny, and it wasn't even so much like that I was skinny and I noticed how other people weren't. It was like... All the comments, like adults would always comment on how skinny I was, how slim I was. Like my family would make comments about my weight. Like, so it might not have ever even been on my radar if it wasn't for all the adults in my life constantly making comments about my body being small. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, and yeah, in middle school, I we talked about this in another podcast, but I was a very late bloomer. And so... I was very aware that other people were developing and I wasn't, but then somewhere in there, in that blur of middle school, I went from being self-conscious about 
not having any kind of chest at all to thinking, man, I'm getting a little chubby and this is not how I've been and I don't like this. Because of your boobs. No, those didn't come until later. <laughs> because I got boobs. I was, a, I was flat as a fucking board in eighth grade. And then when I started high school, my freshman year, like over literally in six months, I went from a barely B to a D cup. And like, again, other parents on the cross country team were asking my mom if she let me get implants over the summer. No, and um, all the girls ran in sports bras at practice. And I got pulled aside by my coach and told that it was inappropriate for me to wear just a sports bra because my boobs were bigger than everybody else. So, I mean, I guess my central theme here is that adults commenting on my body constantly has been one of the larger things that shaped how I thought about it as a younger person. That's true. What else has shaped it for everyone? So, so what shaped everyone's views? I mean, there obviously during the time I was growing up was a lot of the very, very thin like models who didn't Mm -hmm. eat anything. And I, I never found that attractive. I, that, that look when they're, bones were protruding and they looked like they were starving to death. I never liked that. But obviously somebody did because that's what you saw. But I will argue against, not against that, because everybody, again, can think what they want. But I will say that as a child, all the way through high school, like I weighed zero pounds. I wore a zero. I, my bones stuck out. And so on the flip side, like, you know, like when I was growing up in the 90s, it was the Kate Moss. It was all these really thin people. And I would get comments about that all the time. And I didn't want my bones to show. I would eat three tacos at Taco Bell and a cinnamon twist and a slushy. But it was almost the opposite where, like, I was not attractive enough because my bones were sticking out. But it wasn't on purpose necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Well, even before... Kate Moss in that era, there was a model named Twiggy years ago. And for whatever reason, I became really fixated on Twiggy and I loved her haircut. And I think that's kind of what I looked at her and she was tall and thin. And I thought that's how I want to look. I don't think I ever really looked. I don't know if I really looked at people and thought, oh, that's how I want to look. But... I knew that I was obviously bigger than everybody else. Um, just, I just knew, but I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I was fine. Yeah. You, you have a lot of body confidence. I think, I mean, you joke a lot about being fat, Yeah. but you seem so comfortable in your own skin. And I really admire that. Well, I try to be, I mean, like I feel that I, you know, whether I'm, I have yo-yoed my entire life with weight and, um, whether I'm skinnier or bigger, I still see the same person. So I always say, I don't have a problem with my weight. Everybody around me does. Society does. People do. I don't have a problem. I mean, if you ask anybody that is, you know, um, bigger, let's just start there because that's what is obviously what they say is, the not norm, but you know, they might not have a problem with their weight, but everybody else does. So, you know, or you think everybody else does. Yeah. But I, mean, they, I don't have a problem with your well, weight. Well, I mean like when you get, you know, Oh, you, you know, you have a beautiful face, you should lose some weight and you'd be really pretty, you know, or, you know, oh. whatever, you know, those comments that are, that are made. 
And I can tell you from being skinny to being fat, you're treated differently. I mean, by women, by men, it's, it's a whole ball game. And we just hate that you call yourself fat because we don't see you as fat. We see you as our really good friend, Kimmy. Yes. And we don't think right. <laughs> any differently about Well, I appreciate you. that. Well, I mean, and I don't look, I don't say fat in a bad way because it is fat. That's what this is. It's all fat. Well, it's all playground for Brian, but, um, <laughs> but it's just fat and that's what it is. So it's fat and it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, most people have a FUPA. I just talk about mine. I mean, I think there's a lot of. I mean, we haven't talked a whole lot about um, the effects of body image and what it does to people, but I can tell you, I have a cousin who I almost lost um, because she was anorexic for many years. In the past, society set things up so that we were made to feel bad about ourselves if we did not make that image that you see in the models. Hit the norm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And, and commercialism has definitely changed over the years. I mean, when I was in school, I was five foot six, I'm a hundred pounds, and I wore a size six. Well, Farron, at the same weight, age, whatever, she was wearing a size zero. So they've lowered these sizes to make us feel worse about ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And can we just talk about on our wedding day? I mean, I know I talked about that before, but you know, the sizing, that should be your, that's when you should be down four sizes. Instead, when you go in, you know, and you're a size 12, we have to get a size 16 or 18 and you're a size 12, you know, because we put so much emphasis on the numbers and the. Yeah, but you read all the time about like celebrities that people won't work with. They won't dress them because they don't fit the sample size. And like, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but I still don't understand why men can buy jeans and a 32, 34 is the same in whatever jeans you buy. But a man can have a dad bod and a big stomach and be hairy and have a mullet and it's cute and it's funny. And or they can have gray hair and whatever. Yeah, like it's the, the way that society just has always treated men versus women is. Yeah, but you're right about the sizing. Why can't we buy clothes that way? That in inches? A si yeah, and that a, the size is the same no matter what store you're shopping in. And I ordered this really cute swimsuit in a 2X. I thought, oh, let me get that. It came here. Now, granted, it was from a different country, but it got Tough here, and it was like a dang extra small. I mean, the boob would not even have fit. I'm talking like it was so small, and I thought, what in the world is this? Well, and I just ordered six swimsuits before I went to Roatan. I ordered six swimsuits, and I, they were all sized in the um, chest yes. and area. So they were all sized 36D, okay? Right. Not a single one of them fit the same. Right. Two of them fit. Four of them didn't. They're the exact same size in the chest, but they weren't. Right. Yeah, that's well, and from And I can tell you from working at Victoria's Secret that our sizing was way different than, like, Macy's or Saks. Mm -hmm. Or Coles or Lane Bryant. I 36 mean, inches around is 36 inches it around. It should be, but it's a different, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't know how much it is that we're doing this, but it's it's the society or whoever's doing the, the market. industry. The industry, yeah. 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 So let's talk about how we see ourselves versus how other people see us because I think that's a big issue. I think we are much tougher on ourselves 
as Kimmy just showed, mm -hmm. then other people are on this. We worry more about stuff that people just don't worry about or think about or care about. Well, to kind of flip that, I like if I gain weight, I notice and it upsets me. But if someone else does, I don't care. I don't notice. It, I don't see it. I'm my biggest mm -hmm. critic. I'm the one that's, you know, constantly worried about, you know, oh, these jeans fit a little tighter today, whereas no one else gives a shit. Right. Well, and I come in and I'm like, hey, those jeans are good. And you're like, they're too tight. Yeah. And I'm like, those look good. <laughs> I mean, it's an issue in my house. Chris is constantly like, stop being sorry on yourself. I think you're hot. And I'm like, of course you would say that you have to. You're married to me. You don't have a choice. <laughs> but I think they really don't see it. I, um, I feel like I've never had a great body image. I've always been hard on myself. First, because I was really flat. And then as I matured and I started gaining weight all over then I still wasn't happy with myself and to this day when I look in the mirror I don't love what I see and I will see a picture of myself from 10 years ago when I also didn't look like how I looked in the mirror and I look at that and think well I didn't look half bad yeah and, but I, I think also like growing up you know as we age bodies change things become harder you know things become looser saggy or whatever and I'll be the first one to tell you I've had three boob surgeries because I am a perfectionist and I want things to be the way that they're supposed to be and so when I was no, in high school you want them to be the way that you think that they're I, supposed that to be yes I want them go. to be perfect mm -hmm. so your when idea. I was your, your, yes, version your idea of perfect. perfect when I was in high school I was a three-sport athlete I was constantly on the go 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 and I went to college and I gained 10 pounds and I was I saw a picture of myself, which I actually saw when I was looking for a picture for the college episode. And I was like, oh, I wish I looked like that again. Are you effing kidding me? Uh, right. Because it drew me over, it threw me over the edge. I was like, I'm fat. I've gained all this weight. I stopped eating. I ate only egg whites and half a grapefruit. If I ate anything other than that, I would throw it up. I was in the gym four or five hours a day. I wasn't even going to class because I was sleeping all the time. And well, I, you didn't have any energy. None. I actually moved in with people to an apartment the next year, and they were like, are you, are you okay? Because we were all so worried about you. I was anemic. I had bruises everywhere because I didn't get enough iron because you don't get that from egg whites and grapefruit. I mean, honestly, to the point that the guy I was dating wouldn't let me go to the bathroom by myself because he was afraid that I was going to throw up my food. So even if I was, like, pooping, he would sit in there with me. Like, it was super messed up. So my mom actually asked me the other day if I knew anyone that threw up when they were in college, and it was me, Mom. But um, I was got over it was doing better feeling fine and then what people don't talk about I got pregnant gained a shit ton of weight when I was pregnant and that was well and then I went to a funeral for my grandpa when Stella was like two months old and a distant cousin was like wow you've gotten fat so <laughs> that what the fuck yeah but and I really think and I've said it 10 times other people's comments have always been my biggest downfall mm-hmm and I let it get to me. Well, and, and the pregnancy thing messes everybody up. And I, I'm sorry. I am so happy for those people that can get their bodies back after you have babies. I don't know how the heck they do it. Because even if you can lose the weight, skin's still flabby and things aren't in the same place that they were. And everything's weird and uncomfortable. And I lost every pound of baby weight. But you still didn't look the same. Then some. And, right. But my hips were wider, so I could never fit into my pre-baby jeans. And that was really hard for me for a really long time. 
And Chris is always like, but you didn't have a butt before. Now you got some curves. I like it, but I still don't love it. But because I think you just have this image of who you used to be. And so mm -hmm. to piggyback on Susie, I will look at pictures now and I'm like, I wish I was fat as I was when I thought I was fat 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think part of it for me too is as you age as a woman, you become less and less visible. You know, you and even, you know, I walk in a room with all of you guys and I'm not the person people are looking at because I have gray hair and I have wrinkles and I have saggy skin. And see, but again, you're saying that you're not the woman that people are looking at. How do you actually know? That's what you're thinking in your head. Mm -hmm. And we do that to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's how I feel. But, I mean, if anybody's you dressed look, to the nines. You and always you walk in, good. people notice you. You have class. I'm not and saying if that to anyone's you ever too. looking at Kimmy or I instead of you, it's because we're loud as fuck. <laughs> right? <laughs> the party's here. <laughs> we like just make them look at us. <laughs> And you know, here's my thing though. I mean, when we look at ourselves, I mean, I mean, do you ever stand in the mirror and just look at yourself naked? I, and I don't mean that in a bad, like weird no, way. No, because I don't want to look at myself. But I mean, just stand there and jump up and down a couple times. That'll really tell you if you, I look in the know. mirror every day and I make my ankles touch to see how much space is between my thighs. I have issues. I've already told you that. Mm -hmm. You have space between your thighs? I, I know that I'm losing weight when it starts getting slimmer, like In my there. thighs start getting slimmer. And you know what I always like is um, when I lose weight, my favorite, favorite thing are when my collarbones come out. Mm. And that's like, it's very sexy and I'm like, damn, why do I not just do that all the time? But that's a, that's another one of those like. 90s 2000s mm. all of a sudden like people weren't in the 60s they were like collarbones were sexy but all of a sudden they were and then and that's conditioned to us like but i like the way my necklace hangs on my collarbone because it does that little you oh, know great now you've given me something else to obsess about things. well and, like and so see the first place i lose weight is in my boobs uh-huh so i have like uh -huh. the bras i wear now and then i have the bras before i gain weight that are like a smaller size and i know that when my bras start being too big that's when I've lost weight, or when my bras start being too tight, I've gained weight. That's the first place yeah. it comes and goes. Me too. Well, and I think one thing we need to talk about is, is so much of this is what society puts on us. And we talked a little bit before we started about Marilyn Monroe used to be mm -hmm. like the epitome of sexiness. And she was size... Like 14. Right. And then we had Twiggy and Kate Moss, mm -hmm. and then that was Cindy Crawford who, and all those. Yeah, yeah. Who we yeah but we're, we're actually to. going. I mean, you've now got Kim Kardashian. Yeah. You've got. But how many times have you heard someone say, "Well, Lizzo's pretty for a bigger girl"? Oh, like there's always qualifiers. There's yes. always mm -hmm. you know, and nobody just says Lizzo's yeah. pretty. And I think, period. and and so as the not white person in the group, I think some of my body image stuff might come from you know I've heard my whole life that I'm pretty for a black girl or pretty for you know I struggled with embracing cutting my hair off and not having just like my long mm -hmm. you know straightened hair and I think that's probably an episode a different episode yeah well and I can tell you I remember um plus size model Ashley Graham coming out and it was like thank you and not because, and it's not even, and here's the funny thing. She's not even really plus size. 
She's just. But you know, even a solid. Ash, but I, I think she's beautiful, and she is larger. But if you ever notice, even plus size models, they're all proportionally done you right. Know, yes, right. There, you never see an apple shaped girl with skinny legs. You never until, see until until Lane Bryant did their campaign. Um, oh God, I'm no angel. Hashtag. Um, not an angel or hashtag no angel. And so to go against Victoria's Secret. Yes. And the funny thing was I Aren't have they worked part a, of the same company. They used to be, they're not, but, and so I have worked for both of them, Lane Bryant and Victoria's Secret. And when they did that, I mean, they just exploded. It was just wonderful, but their models have two bellies. Like I have, they have boobs, they have thick thighs. They're not these. Ashley Graham's or whoever that are bigger, whatever that is, but not they're they're not proportionate. But the other thing that people don't understand is how <laughs> clothing affects how you look too, because mm -hmm. so many of these styles. Oh my gosh, the style the last year have been these big poofy things that like the pregnancy that looks like pregnancy shirt to me. It looks like a maternity shirt that flares all out. I don't need to look any bigger than I already do. So why are you selling that stuff? And how are people actually buying that? I don't understand. I think this is the good part for me to interject that no matter how many issues I have surrounding my body, I'm going to wear crop tops till the day yes. I die. <laughs> Woo! We admire and that is that. a rule. I, in the, I have never, I mean, since I left high school, I don't think I've ever been pleased with my body. I'm never, I'm always going to be not where I want to be. And that's just, it's an issue I have to work on. Um, but I hate clothes. They're so restrictive. I am a hashtag naked mom. Um, I have to remind myself, like, Sal's got a friend spinning. Like, put your bathrobe on before you go get water. I don't like wearing clothes. So no matter what, I just don't think I'm ever going to wear that many because clothes are restrictive and they suck. Yeah. But can we talk about, like, and here's something I want to address. So we talked about that body image and when we first knew. But for me, and I, I feel like this is important. Um, when I was always a very thin kid, my sister is thin. My brother is thin. My dad is, was tall and lanky and, um, I was that way too. Until when we talk about factors that bring into our eating disorders and I feel like I'm on that other side. So we have, my mom started dating a very abusive man and at, I'd say, nine years old, eight years old, nine, I started gaining weight. And that's where it all stemmed from. And, you know, because we were cooking for ourselves. We were had a fried daddy. And we had fried foods in the freezer. And that's what we did. We cooked fried foods because that's what we knew how to cook. Because, um, you know, my mom wasn't home. I mean, she's listening, whatever. Uh, my mom wasn't home. And so that I feel like is why I was fat. There was no good eating habits taught. So, and I think that's another issue. Now I feel like kids have, there's more focus on that though, about good eating programs. Yeah. I think Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. About yes. That. And I was going to say that because she really pushed that and pushed the step. But you know, when we're sitting here and I'm like, 
I didn't start gaining weight until this abusive man entered our lives. My mom plied us full of juice all day, every day, because at the time that was healthy. Like we shouldn't drink pop, we should drink juice. Well now, and now it's like- Juice has as much sugar as the pop does. Yeah, it's no better to drink the apple juices a day than it is to drink eight Pepsis. Yeah, and you know, the, the soft drinks now, you know, it's okay to drink Coke. It's not okay to drink Coke. You need to be drinking diet. Don't drink diet because it has aspartame in it. Drink this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what? Or don't eat red meat. Eat red meat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, mm -hmm. you know, I think we're in this society of what, what is happening? What we're are we in doing? a very diet culture based yeah. society right now. So, and I'm a hundred percent guilty of it. I'm keto for six months. Then I'm vegan for six months. Then I'm only doing chicken and seafood. Then I'm doing no fruit. There's always. And none of that is healthy. There's always something that, and like, and so, and I honestly have been really trying for the last two years to just like work out three days a week, eat until I'm not hungry. Like I'm trying to build habits that aren't extreme because I'm never going to just never drink again. I love wine. I'm never going to completely give up red meat. I love steaks. I'm never going to not be able to eat bread because it's delicious. So like, how do you build healthy habits well, it's, it's all moderation. But when you go to a restaurant, how many how many of the times do you get this plate full of food that you... Now, I was raised in that era, what, what you clean order, you plate. eat. Clean your plate. That's exactly right. So I have this huge plate of food of which I can eat about a third of before I'm full. But then there's just two thirds left. And what do I do? I can take it with me. But, but I don't like the, leftovers. Look <laughs> so. at the bowls. Like my cereal bowl growing up was an anchor hawking glass green blue and yellowish and it was colored. like three inches across yeah it wasn't yeah. very big and now i am looking at the bowls and it's like at least two and a half times as big and i'm sitting here i'm like but if i'm a kid mm -hmm. then i'm already starting out wrong and uh, i don't even know how to you know yeah. one thing that i adored stella's initial pediatrician shout out dr burt we were at an appointment. He, he was the best. Like he was just like, it's all right. If she has a fever, don't apply her full of Tylenol. Like he was very much kind of old school, but he said, and one of the things that we've always tried to do was she'll eat. If she's hungry, she'll stop when she's full. Do not tell her she, she has to, to eat something because you're going to screw up her natural hunger cues. And he said, for a lot of us, we've taught ourselves to eat what's in front of us. So we don't recognize when our body is saying, be done. You're full. I remember a coach saying to me, he said, you know, it was the JV coach, I believe at the time or somebody. Anyways, he said, <clears throat> he said, you know, if you lost a little bit of weight, you could be really, really good. Mm. And you know, at that moment I went on this, no carbs. No, I had, it wasn't about the carbs. I had 30 grams of fat a day. That was my, that was my maximum amount. I went and I started running and running. I would come home from practice and however many mistakes I made in practice, I would run. I'd give my bag to my friends that live next to me or wherever. And I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to run home from practice. And so I started doing it and I lost a lot of weight. And until you stopped running. Until I stopped running. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I mean, we live in a society where we focus on dieting to lose weight, but that's not a life choice. It's just yeah. so I can lose the weight now, but 
that's not gonna last. But I mean, like even in the beginning, so that was like my sophomore year. My freshman year, I mean, it was Shamu this, Shamu that, and you know, it was, and that was what somebody had said, and I was like, okay. And you know, the funny thing was. I mean, I was bigger, but I wasn't that great big. I wasn't near as big as I am right now. And it was considered, you know, just, but I mean, I ran and I did everything. I mean, I was in sports the whole time. So I don't know. It's a, it's definitely a different beast. Well, and then there's the whole, you know, um, genetic side of it that, mm -hmm. you know, people have, Weight issues a lot of times because it runs in their family. Um, and the uh, income level. Yeah. Mm. Healthier food is more expensive. Mm. So when you are... Poor, you eat hamburger helper we, all the time. Yeah, you absolutely do. You use the fry baby, fry daddy. Fry daddy, yeah, because it's cheap. Or you eat the hamburger helper without the hamburger. Mm -hmm. So how has this affected how you've parented your own kids or talked to your nieces and nephews and other people in your family about their weight. Because it's a different world from when people were talking to us. I'll start because I'm the easiest. So I have a nephew and he was very, very skinny and all that. And, um, oh my God, this is terrible. My mom's always like, fatten him up, fatten him up. And I'm like, but you cannot say that because it sucks to be the fat kid. And I swore if I ever had a child, they would never ever be fat and that would probably lead to an eating disorder which is probably okay that I don't have kids because I would be I wouldn't be focused on it but I would make sure they were eating the right thing so that they were not fat I don't think I would ever say something to them I've never said anything to my nephews but when I hear somebody say eat everything on your plate it makes me cringe I this is a bit of a hot button issue for me because raising three girls in a society where so much depends on looks and your body and the fact that I don't have a very good body image. I've always worried about the effect that would have on my girls and I know that it has not been positive for them in many cases. So I guess just the fact that I'm aware of that is probably a good thing, but it's a very slippery slope trying to provide them with good, healthy food. I think I was always good at that, but I know I fell down on trying to model good body confidence. I mean, I set out when Stella was, you know, I, I was always not going to talk about weight or losing weight or, and, and I come from one side of my family always talking about comparing everybody um, so that's pretty damaging. So I was never going to do that. I was never going to do that. And I, I do go out of my way to tell Stella how smart she is and how talented she is. And I try to make her worth about more than her weight, but I'd be lying if I said probably a thousand times she hasn't heard me tell Chris I'm fat or I've gained weight or these pants don't fit, you know? And so I will accept, you know, wherever the chips fall, cause it's probably my fault, but it's so hard when that's ingrained to you to not, you know, I always was never going to comment about weight and I have failed. And so have I. So I mean, I, I can say that. So you, you try so hard and you think that you're going to do things differently than your parents did. Right. 
And while a lot of things I did do differently, our kids eat a lot different foods than my parents ever had. My kids, you know, Sarah's favorite vegetable is asparagus. What kid's favorite vegetable is asparagus, right? But at the same time, you know, I was telling Katie, you need to not eat so much bread and butter because that's going to settle on your hips. And then I kick myself thinking, why did I say that? Well, because I know that settles on my hips. I think that's, it's one of those things where as hard as you try, sometimes you just suck. And can I just tell you though, that again, even though I don't have children, we are human and we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace and we forget to do that because we fall short. And, um, you know, so. And while we all say that you should do that, and I agree, <laughs> yeah, we're still so hard on ourselves. I mean, honestly. And we are. Yes, we are. I'm sorry I'm having like this allergy thing. So if I sound different throughout this podcast, because I got all this stuff going on right now. She's really crying because she's so. I'm not crying, but. I, she's allergic to alcohol. She just Something, <laughs> you know, that's probably um, what it is. So Stella <laughs> is in ballet. And so Chris, my husband, I think he's a pretty hot guy, but he's got thick thighs and a cute. he's a pitcher. And a cute, juicy booty. But Stella has very much inherited some of her build from Chris and she's a ballet dancer. So um, I've always worried a lot about that. And she has actually come to me recently because two of her big sisters developed eating disorders, had to go to eating disorder clinics. Um, and one thing that big I- Big sister dancers. Da yeah, her dance, dance sisters. Dance. Yeah, she is an only child forever and always. Um, but her dance studio took an approach of they do a nutrition class that they're summer intensive every year and they really try to focus more, I think, on healthy eating. And the ballet world used to be a lot less inclusive and that's changing as we get older. So I'm hopeful society as a whole, you know, like now Kim Kardashian with her big butt and, you know, Lizzo and all these people are starting to be role models. So hopefully we're coming a little bit out of this era of if you're not this exact way, you're not okay. And Lizzo, I think, is... I think she is, <clears throat> I think she is, Lizzo, I think is, I mean, she's really come out and it's like, there you go, girl. She does not care. And I mean, like, I love her, but I will tell you um, about an eating disorder that was um, within, so I call them my own kids because they're the kids that, um, that work for me, but I will, I need to not say that. I will tell you about an instant of a girl that I know that I was very close with and I would see her, I would be like, Hey, and I noticed something was going on. She wasn't eating when we were all eating. She wasn't doing all this stuff. I'd be like, Hey, you want this? And yes. And I would watch her take a bite and I'm talking a nibble and then take her napkin. Oh, I need a napkin. And I know, I know the signs and you know, she'd be like, Oh, this is so good. And then it was in the trash. And then a cupcake and it was in the trash and I saw her mom and she's like, I was like, you might want to do something about this. And I'm having to tell the parent and then the parent is like, yeah, well there's, um, you know, she has, um, what's the stuff that makes you shit? Crumbs. Um, no, the, the pills that make you Idea. shit. Oh, laxatives. Um, laxatives. Yeah. Laxatives. Did you, and she's like, oh, did you tell her there was all the laxatives I found in your room? And I'm like, have you thought about sending your kid to somebody? And, and then 
you know, I said, and then she's like, oh, do you really think she has something wrong? Yes, I do. And then she was in a facility. But when she came out, then it went opposite. And now she's full on gym to get bigger. And it's. It's still obsession. She's oh, on the other side. Obsession. It's control. I don't even yeah. know what that has to do with anything. But it's still no, it's the same a, thing. Well, but it's even there, in the there kids. Are, but there are, are so many, so many yes. kids with eating disorders of various types. Hers was, though, a control thing. I think it was usually it was it was not um it wasn't it was it was um environment environment Environmental. yeah and it wasn't anything else than that because i know her situation and hell i would have had an eating disorder too so i don't know <laughs> well this is i don't know this is a little off the wall but it just occurred to me that so my oldest daughter has always been really um, short and petite. The rest of our family is very tall. And my first two girls are just 17 months apart in age. And so as they were growing up, Claire, who's eight or 17 months younger than Grace, quickly became as tall as Grace was. And we, we, I downplayed that for a very long time. I don't know why, but you know, when you're three, you want to be tall. You want to be bigger than your little sister. And she wasn't. And then Claire surpassed her in height. And another one of those parental guilt things. I mean, I still kick myself like, why don't we just celebrate the fact that Claire was a big, tall girl. And, but there's just so many things that we think People need to be a certain way based on their age or their birth order or whatever. But the thing about being a parent is we just fuck up our kids one day at a time. <laughs> That's absolutely but you, right. You know what the thing is, though? You have your own experiences. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to make them better humans because of your experiences. And that's all you can do. We appreciate you listening today, and this has been somewhat of a difficult topic for all of us to discuss. It's not something we've discussed together as a group before. We hope that it's helped you in some way, shape, or form, and if it hasn't, well, we hope you enjoyed listening anyway. So we will see you next week. And despite this being a heavy topic, which probably most of them will be before, every week we get to get together and have wine and chat with each other is a great week, and... We're, We're having, having so, so much, much fun. fun.